Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the 150th episode of the Author to Authority podcast. Now, you may be wondering if you're a regular viewer of the podcast, how we jumped from like 130 something to 150. Well, I had originally divided it up into seasons, and I, I finally just decided that it, it was it just made more work having seasons. So we jumped to just straight episode numbers. And when you added the 18 that we did in the first season, this makes this episode the 150th. And I am so happy and wonderfully pleased to be sharing this episode with my wonderful, gorgeous best friend of more years than I'm willing to admit, Juanita Witten Radko. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks, Kim. When you said that this was the 150th episode, I got really excited because I remembered a word of the day specifically for this the sesquicentennial. <laughs> okay, so. One of the things I was going to talk about, especially in the episodes that Juanita does, is her use of very delicious words. So we are starting the podcast off on the right note. So my friend, please say that word again. Sesquicentennial. S-E-S-Q-U-I-C-E-N-T-E-N-N-I-A-L. I remember that because Canada celebrated its 150th anniversary not too too long ago mm. a little bit long ago it was you know, over 10 years ago now but <laughs> however everybody was doing a big whoop-de-doo and that had stuck in my mind <laughs> so we've had an amazing 150 episodes I can't even believe it you know when I first started this I, I was surprised that we made it to 100 I, no I was surprised we made it to 50 to be honest, because, you know, I didn't realize how much work this was going to be. And now here we are sitting at the 150th episode. So I'll share a few stats with you. So over the last uh, year and a bit, we've had almost 2,600 downloads. So woo, thank you for listening. Our first episode was November 13, 2019. Juanita's first episode as co-host was the sixth episode, and RTI Publishing has earned almost 50,000, oh, no, 15, don't want to exaggerate there, $15,000 in new business that came directly from the podcast. Wow. Yeah. And I, I looked back at that and I thought, whoa, that's pretty amazing. Because you don't think of it, but one of the things I loved about 
Mario Pereca, who helped me set this up, is how to use your podcast to build a business. So, you know, maybe one of our episodes in February could be on how do you use a podcast to build your business. So Juanita also started her own episodes this in 2020, because sorry, uh, we're actually recording this December 31st, 2020. So I keep saying this year, but by the time you listen, it'll actually be 2021. So Juanita's had her first writer's workshop episode last year. It was season two, episode 57. And, you know, I really, I, I love Juanita's little episodes. So Juanita, how about you talk a little bit about that? And then I'm going to talk about some of my favorite ones of yours. Sure thing, Kim. I, I made a list kind of like uh, the old Letterman uh, top 10 lists where they'd do, do a countdown. And my third favorite uh, episode is the one about sentence variety. One of my pet peeves is reading somebody's essay or someone's uh, chapter and it's, I went to the store, I got in my car, I did the, the, I, 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 and I, and as I said, and I want to. <laughs> all those I's turn into Z's and um, it also is like, is your head puffing up every time you <laughs> say that? Start your sentences differently. That's uh, so I give suggestions on how you can do that. And it's, you know, you don't want to eat oatmeal every day for every meal, right? And that's what that can happen. Use some, use some uh, flavor and change your sentences up. Mm -hmm. My second uh, most favorite episode is five tips for getting started when you don't feel like writing. I love writing. I love editing. I don't always feel like it when, you know, sometimes it's... You sometimes I, you're just like, oh, I've got to sit at this typewriter and or my computer and type. It's like, oh, I don't want to do this today. I'd much rather find out what happening on Facebook or crush some candy <laughs> or, or go play on my new Cricut craft machine <laughs> exactly there are many opportunities to um to play mm. and as much fun as and creative play in one sense that writing is it's also creative work mm. there's um a little bit of momentum that has to, or there needs to be a push. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a word that it's momentum. It's called deadline. Well, <laughs> there's that, but the, there's, I'm going the to find the word that means that I want to say initiative, but that it, it's almost like how, yes, ignite. You need something that ignites you. Uh, and gets the motor turning over and it's like now I'm in work mode and now I'm writing so I, I have five. <laughs> <laughs> some days that your ignition switch might be a little bit sticky but <laughs> this these tips will help some days I feel like I've got to have a a, a, a pretend glass of mojo juice <laughs> <laughs> and my number one favorite episode 
uh, was in September. I recorded it in September. I, I believe it actually aired in October. Using descriptive language. Uh, that was a two-parter. The first one I'm thinking of in particular was using adjectives and adverbs. And I had a lot of fun with that. One of the things that I did was use some examples. Just because you're dealing in facts when you're writing a story about that's personal, that you're writing a nonfiction thing, you don't need to be dull about it. No one wants to read a boring book. And when you add descriptive details, that paints the scene for your readers. Yes. For example, when Bob went into the bustling, crowded store, he gritted his teeth when he realized that he forgot the shopping list on the kitchen table. Or the 2020 version is you forgot your mask in the car. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of my New Year's resolutions is to have a package of masks for the family in in the car as one of my weekly to-do activities. So the adjectives in the that sentence were bustling and crowded and that gives you a, a very clear sense of what's going on and and just because some people get a little bit confused between the difference adjectives describe things, person, place, or thing, that's a noun, and adverbs describe actions. Mm. I described something quickly because I was moving very fast. I did something energetically, or I did it boringly. No, now scratch that last one. I'm not going to do anything boringly if I can help it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my top three of the writer's workshops. Well, to be honest, I had I had chosen the descriptive language one as as my personal like those two together were my personal favorites, and uh, it just reminds me that um, in your background there at one point you had the word juicy. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that, that was our delicious word for a while. It's juicy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got my Christmas decor on right now. I know. But I, I think I use my cricket for some new stuff. Yes, twenty twenty one. But you know, one of the things we did focus on um, this year on the podcast was the power of words, mm-hmm. and we did it in many different ways and many different forms. But there is power to the words that you use in both speaking and writing. So, you know, uh, we we focused on that all year from different aspects. And it was really incredible how it all, all came together, uh, you know, by the end of the year, when we look at all the episodes that we did. So that was pretty cool. Now we also started, I also started a new segment called the authority gang. And this is myself and three other women, Carol Boston, Crystal Duku and Samantha King. We're all on the same level in the positioning ladder and building our business. We all have specialties that, complement each other without competing with each other and we've decided to do these authority gang episodes now here's the thing because this ties into the networking part of being an authority and having those comrades now as much as i love those other ladies and they are amazing and we are forming a great group there's one comrade i've had from the beginning and i'm staring at her right now (laughs) over the zoom that we're recording this on And, uh, you know, when you build a business, you need to have your comrades. 
you know, those, those are the people that you have those really close, tight business relationships with. Now, obviously, you guys all know Juanita's my BFF. She's been my BFF since we were 14 years old. I will not admit how old I'm going to be in January, but it's one of the big decades. So uh, it's been a long time that we've also been friends. But one of the things that I've loved about our friendship, and, and we actually... In September, one of my favorite episodes was us celebrating, well, I guess I got to say it now, 35 years of friendship. And that was our September, our first episode in September. Uh, but Juanita and I have also had businesses together. So not only was our friendship on a personal level, but our friendship, we've helped each other throughout our, our entrepreneurial careers together. Yeah, professionally. Yeah. And it, it it, it's been wonderful to have not only have a best friend who, you know, knows the good, bad, the ugly about me and still loves me anyway, uh, but also someone that I can go to, you know, when I need to talk about business. I mean, one of the things Winita and I had in one of our conversations over the last few weeks was the fact that, you know, we know each other so well. So, you know, there was times when Winita had her business and she'd like, be like, I just want to give this thing up. I'm like, no, you don't. You just need a few problems solved. Mm -hmm. <laughs> As the same with me, you know, like when you go through those rough times and I go to Juanita and I'm like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I just want to quit. And she's like, no, you don't want to quit. I'm like, yeah, I know. I don't want to quit. Right. <laughs> because we know each other so well. And so I think that's, you know, something that's valuable as well. And with the podcast, I've actually been building my network and I have met so many um, interesting people. So I, I want to talk about some of my favorite interviews I've done. But before I get to that, I just want to talk about some of our episodes. And one of the things is some of the strange things that happen on this show when you're recording episodes. <laughs> you know, the phone rings. And it just rings at that perfect time, you know, it's just, and you start to laugh because it's like, oh, wow, that was, that was perfect. Right. And then you got, then you're looking back and like, do I answer this or do I just let it keep ringing and hoping that we can, you know, cut that little section out. Uh, oh, today I was thinking there was one day you and I usually both wear our hair down and yeah. there was one day you and I went to record an episode and we had both worn our hair up and we never did that. And we both wore our hair up on the same day without talking to each other. And I just, I thought, okay, this is just one of the strange things that happens on a podcast, right? <laughs> How about you, my friend? Do you remember any strange, wonderful things that have happened? I can remember uh, having some guest appearances from family members, uh, definitely in, on my side <laughs> and, and a couple of times on yours. And it's like, you just trying to, guys, just, you're trying to shoot them away without, <laughs> like, you know, at the same time, you're on the one hand, you're like, I have to be professional and sweet now. And the, and on the other hand, you want to be, Oh honey, can I help you? And on the inside, you're going, get out. <laughs> or you've got your hand down below the camera just kind of, joke you no. <laughs> you're just kind of giving them the signal to go away <laughs> while you're still smiling and talking right you're like get out of here <laughs> daddy can help you you know right? <laughs> like, <laughs> don't make me turn and give you the look 
you know, uh, so so that's uh, one thing. We're at. I guess we're fortunate. I've um, I've had some people. I've had heard some podcasts have to go. Oh, excuse me, that's my dog or that's my cat. And like, well, I neither of us are pet owners current currently. I'm a plant mommy, but they're all very well behaved. <laughs> The most I can say is when they get sulky and droopy, they need a drink of water. That's <laughs> I, that's a something positive, I suppose, of 2020 is that um, my hobby of um, raising houseplants has, was something new. There have been a couple of times where I've thought about getting a pet, and then my husband, uh, you know, talks to me until I return to sanity and. <laughs> Yeah. When you remind you of all the responsibilities that yeah. need to occur with the pet. Mm -hmm. And like for a long time, I, I put, put it off. I was like, no, we're not going to have a pet. When, you know, I'm youngest was still potty training or whatever. I'm like, I can only deal with one, fa dealing with one family member's poop at a time. I'm sorry. That's not very professional. <laughs> so much for having a professional podcast. I'm talking about poop. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, I know we had warning on this one. No, <laughs> we had had a cat for many years, about 14 years, and he passed a, a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's times I'm like, Yeah, it would be nice, and then I'm kind of like, Yeah, no, I got enough on my plate. And I, the other thing, too, is you know, my husband and I at some point. Uh, we're not empty nesters yet, but our, you know, our youngest is seven. <laughs> so. countdown calendar. Maybe this is the year. <laughs> Nobody's an empty nester in 2020. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Um, you know, our daughter's working very hard to try and live out on her own, but you know, the housing situation is so expensive. Mm -hmm. um, it's very hard for young people to live out on their own. She's not living with us because she wants to. She just doesn't have a lot of options right now. So, and this is a recent cultural phenomenon. My husband mm -hmm. reminds me of this. It's relatively recent. Mm -hmm. um, it wouldn't have been very unusual uh, from goodness, like up until I would say the '60s mm -hmm. or '60s or '70s were when, definitely after the war before people were thinking like oh yes I've really got to get out of the house and on my own like a lot of people were getting married mm -hmm. but if you were single and then you stayed home with your parents because why why would you strike out on your own certainly not women yeah so anyway that's just one of those things but you know I can certainly see how it it changes too as your daughter's older than mine and and so there's different different responsibilities that you have of uh, that she has to commit and and she's got a plan yeah, but uh, she's got a plan and she's working hard yeah yeah you know, she's not sitting on a couch she's she's working hard you know she's got a job she takes as many hours as she can i mean that's the other thing too is is that sometimes it's just even hard to get a full-time job mm -hmm. yep you know yeah the, housing prices are so expensive so the world of business is changing uh that pet phrase the new normal mm -hmm. we and we talk about how thing what what's going to happen when things get back to normal guess what normal 
Normal has left the building. <laughs> you know, I, I wonder how people talked about things getting back to normal after the war. Mm-hmm. And well, it never did return to what there normal was. Yeah. I mean, just even if you look at women in general, mm-hmm. they had spent most of the war years working. They'd had that taste of living a different lifestyle. And there was a lot of problems when the men came back and then took their jobs. And now they wanted to work. They wanted to be out of the house. You know, mm-hmm. it, it didn't go back to normal <laughs> after the yeah, war. Yeah, there was a, a, a cultural revolution. And I, I bet you we are on the verge of a new kind of cultural revolution. Yeah, I can agree with due that. Due to the pandemic. Yep. And... <laughs> Have you ever heard of that uh, story of the Chinese curse? May you live in interesting times. Um, <laughs> no. I understand it so much better now than I did. You know, I thought I understood the gist of it. But, uh, you know, like now that we are in interesting times, <laughs> it's definitely... <laughs> Definitely. You can see the, where the curse side of it is. It's like, oh, I've, I remember the, the way we traveled through 2020 and the way we're traveling into 2021. Years ago, there was an amazing playground place called Ontario Place. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you could do there was there was a a building that you had you could swing on ropes you could kind of it was like an obstacle course and they had these uh kind of boxy things have you if you've ever seen uh more recently american ninja where these people have to uh jump from these different obstacles and not fall in a a big pool of water they have to keep their balance and there was something similar to that although not as drastic you weren't gonna pitch into a, a swimming pool but these strange spongies spongy <laughs> things that you know like stepping through it was really hard and be like oh it's... you had to roll you had to roll yourself out of the pit <laughs> yeah and and that's kind of what um it's been like right you you're always having to be ready to change direction to rethink your plan on how to make things work and that's fine um but it does get exhausting sometimes yes it's that is important to recognize is that because it's changing so much like you know you have to check the news that day just to see where you can go what you can do you know what stores are open what stores are closed like you know I mean, masks have become like the regular thing, but you're kind of like, okay, I got to think of all of these things before I can walk out the door and do grocery shopping. Yes. One of the new tasks that I, one of the things I gave for Christmas was um, mesh bags to laundry bags, because then you can throw your masks into the washing machine and not have them get lost with everything else. (laughs) (laughs) I, I have a, a speed wash setting on my washing machine. I have never used it more than when I figured out, oh, hey, like the speed wash is if you have an emergency and this one outfit that you thought was clean, but it actually wasn't, you whip that in there. And if it's not super dirty, like I think the fastest 
fastest sighting on it, you can get it done in 15 minutes. Yeah. And then the dryer does 20 minutes, but I, you can actually bring that down a bit. So technically, if you have half an hour, you, you can, can get that, um, you can save the day, <laughs> save that outfit. <laughs> but I also find that some perfect for washing, I wash my masks and I wash tea towels in yeah. that um, in load that. and then chuck them all in the dryer. And uh, then I just have the little job of ironing out a face mask. I find that they're, I'm talking way too much about my mask. <laughs> but handy tip, get a mesh bag for washing your masks, folks. Um, <laughs> but that's, an, it was uh, a new uh, thing, a new task, a new system that I had to put in place. And I think that's something that we can talk about is that we had we did this year like on the podcast like you yeah. and I talked about systems I I actually had quite a few different guests on um that talked about systems and that actually leads into some of my favorite guest interviews that we did this year so some of my favorite ones um one of my personal favorites really was Sherry Lewick because we were celebrating the launch of her book, My Skeletons Have Names. And it's such a powerful book. Um, People, you have to go and get it. It is yeah. so powerful. Yeah, go on Amazon. Uh, Sherry has more lives than a cat. <laughs> um, her book details how many times she almost died. You know, the extreme trauma, abuse, um, surviving her children being part of a terrorist attack. Um, you know, her use of drugs and alcohol, um, you know, narcissistic husbands. Uh, one husband uh, tried to kill her on a regular basis. I, I really believe it's only by the grace of God that this woman's even alive. And, and this uh, is an uplifting book. Don't, yeah. don't, uh, <laughs> don't get uh, sidetracked by all yeah. of these. There's so many powerful stories. You, you need to read this. Yeah. To be and not only how she survived all this but how she now thrives. And that, that's the key part of the story is, you know, you talk about all these things that she went through, but it's how she now thriving, even past all of them. You know, another one of my favorites is Carol Boston. And, you know, go back, we did quite a few episodes on empowering questions. You know, how do you reframe what's going on in your life, either personally or professionally? You know, Carol is the queen of reframe. And I love her. She's part of the authority gang. And I love talking to her because she just gives you that unique perspective. You go, you know what? I never thought of it that way. And, and she gets you to think about things so interestingly and changing things that are negative into a positive. Uh, John Cronemeyer, The Power of the Pivot. And um, that was a powerful episode not because, not just because we're talking about pivoting your business, which he talks about excellently. But one of the things I will never forget, he was talking about building your sales 90 days out. And it's something I had heard before, but it just so reinforced in me the fact that, you know, anything you do in sales, anything you're doing now, you have to do it now and you see the results 90 days ahead. And, you know, that also kind of brings me around to Samantha King. And, you know, 
one of the things that she talked about in our authority gang uh, was, you know, fishing, hunting, and, and farming in your business. And the concept was you should have all three going on in terms of your sales. This relates to your sales. So farming, you should always be planting seeds, building that funnel, developing that prospecting list, you know, and then nurturing that list. And then harvest time comes. But it's not an immediate thing, right? So you planting the seeds again for those 90 days, that 60 days, you know, those 120 days in the future. Then there's um, fishing. You know, what are you doing to be putting bait out there to draw people in? But you also have to hunt. You know, sometimes you just need sales. You got to go out there and you got to hunt and you got to just bring those sales in and connect with those people directly and transition them from, you know, prospect to lead to client customer, right? So, you know, these are the types of things that just made this year interesting. Uh, people like Brendan Kumarsamy, I can never pronounce that properly. Sorry, Brendan. Um, and he talked so uniquely about how to master the art of public speaking. Um, Crystal Duku, you know, how to use LinkedIn to find your target market. And then my first guest on the show, and I was so happy, Bob Berg, man, he is amazing. And if you've never read the Go-Giver series, you need to read that series of book. It revolutionized my business. And if you go back to the very first episode of the Author to Authority podcast, you'll hear my interview with Bob. So you can get a taste of it before you even get his book. So those were just some of my favorite um, episodes from the year. But I mean, to be honest, trying to pick a few of them out of 150 is not easy because, you know, I, I've done interviews with Larry Levine, a very treasured client, um, Ram Nair, you know, Daryl, Amy, like I've got all of these amazing interviews that I've done trying to pick a few was like, this is not fun anymore. Trying to just pick a few out of, you know, I would probably say at least 140 amazing episodes. Now the other 10, they were good, but they weren't amazing. And I'm not going to mention who those ones were, but you know, every, every podcast kind of has those really great ones and they have the okay ones. So step up your game if you're going to be in. <laughs> We're looking for amazing. No. <laughs> that is true. Uh, <laughs> but we're, we're kind of hitting the end of the show here. So I just, I want to have a quick conversation with you, Winita, about the power of momentum. Because building this podcast and keeping it going over the last year and a bit, um, I've noticed how you know, the consistency of the show has built momentum and the momentum then spilled out into other areas of the business. So I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on momentum there and consistency, and then we'll close things up. I think one of the things when you were talking about John Cronemeyer in particular, that that 90 day vision, that uh, anticipation of a harvest in the future is part of the momentum it's being able to switch from the immediate which is planting your seeds and then changing your perspective um of what a writer i enjoy calls it 
I needed a new pair of perspectacles. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, put on your, your distance glasses so that you can see, all right, future Juanita is going to thank present Juanita for making sure that she unloaded the dishwasher and can put the dishes, dirty dishes away. Or future Juanita is going to be glad that she and Kim started the new business in uh, 2020 that we reap in March of 2021. Mm -hmm. That's that kind of thing. I think it helps if you give yourself milestones, mm -hmm. momentum milestones and reminders to check in. Yes. That's one of the reasons I, one of the things I do with my planner. Mm -hmm. um, so oh, I knew you were going to bring up the planner. Oh, you knew it. You knew it. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that uh, was suggested I try this year that I, really glad I've adopted is putting in my just because mm. I have a section I, I use a two page per day planner I have um, there there's a wealth of planners out there and uh, there's probably should be an entire episode <laughs> on that maybe I will do a side I will do a video sometime and I'll mention it and we can put a link somewhere because it's getting a little off topic, but for bringing it back for momentum, the just because I do, I add a just because to every day in my planner, I have enough space that on my Friday planner, my uh, Friday page, I've got a little header just because, and I put in something that I'm doing just because I need to fill my metaphorical cup. Um, I, for example, I, I read for pleasure uh, the other day and I, I actually sat down and read for about 45 minutes, an hour. I, I find that I don't read the same that I, way I did in years past because I'm doing a lot of reading yes. on the screen. But to actually sit with a, a physical <laughs> book is a different restful experience and mm -hmm that was notable as, as a just because I think it's valuable. I got a just because for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is you get to pick your own just becauses. <laughs> if someone else asks you to do it, it doesn't count as a just because. <laughs> no, no, the, this was a true just because. Mm -hmm. So Pizza Hut finally opened in our town. Mm. And at Pizza Hut in forever. So the other day, my husband, my daughter, and I, we said, we're having Pizza Hut just because it opened. Oh, <laughs> uh, now you make me want Pizza Hut. <laughs> and, and it's New Year's, New Year's Eve. It's going to be crazy to get Pizza Hut today. Oh, ooh, I, I really do want Pizza Hut. Maybe go the middle of the day before it gets crazy at night. <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds like a good plan. So. so so a momentum check-in uh, I think would be valuable if you asked yourself some questions. Like what would you say, What what is a good momentum question that you would ask yourself for say January, oh. mid-January? How's my ex doing? Well, actually the first episode, the um, first episode just before this one, 
is um, the one thing. And I, I think that's important. You know, a mo great momentum question, it doesn't have to be difficult, is what one thing did I do today to move my business forward? That's it. That is great. It also helps to ha write in your uh, planner, on, maybe on a Friday, is review. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know about you, but it takes, someone can tell you, Kim, you look amazing today. You're doing this. You're so fantastic. You are so smart. I am so impressed with what you have done. And then, and you're like, oh, oh, that feels so good. It was like, it was like getting like little ice cream or something. That was so good. <laughs> and then a personnel, a person who has been sucking on lemons for the last 10 months and you've just come across their path and they destroy it in six words <laughs> yeah they're like look at that you forgot to capitalize that word that should be capitalized honestly that isn't what i do L gentle listeners I'm Kim's editor, but I really am not mean like that. <laughs> no. Okay. But she does, she does remind me of certain things. Well, if I do. Because that's what an editor does. And she's like, <laughs> she, creates, she creates for me all these wonderful little post-it notes that I can put on my computer and um, to remind me of all the wonderful little things that I'm still improving upon. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what actually it having Juanita edit for me is amazing because it does um it does improve my writing greatly and she she catches those things and because she knows me so well she knows the nuances as well so it's not just the big stuff it's the little nuances that just elevate my writing from the good great writing it is to wonderful, amazing, delicious, delectable, you know, something <laughs> that people really want to delve into. And let's see how many more D words I can come up with. <laughs> that just getting back to the point of how it only takes one kind of crummy comment to in our brains, we go, oh, everything else, the all the, <laughs> the six fantastic things I heard today are not as important as the one you stink comment mm -hmm. yeah going back and reviewing the one thing i did to build momentum and you know like if you do that review and you go okay well that feedback i didn't enjoy getting that feedback but uh that learn from it and move on information most of the time sometimes it's well a plain old attack well if it's an attack then then the useful information from that is this is a person that I don't need to take their feedback mm -hmm. internally. Sometimes yeah. it's telling you something about what you should do. And it's sometimes it's telling you something about how you need to go. All right. You are not part of my inner circle. <laughs> yeah. You don't get rights to my emotions. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I feel well, like this my friend. Be an, another podcast right here. Don't you? <laughs> yes. Okay. I think, we, I think we've got a few now that we can do for 2021, but I think we've gone way over time there, my friend. Oops. <laughs>
we say that a lot, actually, especially on our phone conversations. Mm -hmm. We're like, oh, we really got to let each other go because we could probably talk for the rest of the day, but then neither one of us would get any work done. And if it weren't for biology, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah we have to eat <laughs> so i hope that you have enjoyed this 150th look back at the author to authority podcast winnie and i have been so enjoyed being doing this and we look forward to 2021 to another year of amazing episodes so this has been Juanita Wooden Radko and Kim Thompson Pinder on the author to authority podcast thank you so much for listening and we will see you on the very next episode bye now bye-bye thank you so much for listening to the author to authority podcast I have a free gift for you I'd like to invite you to download a sample of my newest book author to authority coming out this year if you enjoy the podcast, you will enjoy learning how becoming an author can change not only your life, but your business as well. Go to www.authortoauthority.com forward slash free dash sample. So that is www.authortoauthority.com forward slash free sample. Have a great day and stay safe.